Welcome to episode 24 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, but mostly woke perspective. Subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, your mama house, your baby daddy house, your cousin's house. I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What up, y'all? And Nye, what do we call this episode? Get it with a left. Yeah, they would it right. We all knock the bitch out like fight night. Oh, if you know me, notice they my feng shui. <laughs> I just want to put a disclaimer and say we do not promote violence, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that shit, though. All right. All right. So getting into the ratchet minute. Um, Gotta say something about your girl, Armorosa. I think last week we was... We was kind of um, going for my girl. She was doing a thing, running a mouth about what was going on in the White House. Now, it seems that Michael Clark Duncan's family are, is accusing Omarosa of faking her engagement and changing his will. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Okay, so um, let's call him MCD. His sister, Judy Duncan, said that you know people have been asking her to comment about Amarosa, and this is what she said and i was like i'm gonna steal this she said what can i really say about a serpent other than that it's a serpent i'm not a snake handler so i stay away Mm. um so there's been allegations running you know going on you know and he's been dead since i think 2013 but seems like a lot of infighting between his family even though he died with a he did have a will um he left the majority of everything to Omarosa. And I don't know what the amount of his estate was worth at the time, but it seems like she got everything. So um, MCD's sister had said that at his, when he was, you know, he had died of a heart attack. He was in the hospital and, you know, in a coma. And she said that Omarosa was asking about the future of his sperm. In other words, she wanted his sperm. Some, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff that was going on. Um, MCD's homeboy said that, quote, Duncan was never engaged. We were going on a trip to the Dominican Republic. He said, man, if I go to the Dominican Republic, if I think once we come back that she's the one, then I may consider that. But he said, we got to go there just to make sure because he had other friends. He said, yeah, he had quite a few friends. So, um, so it, he, you know, was he, was he going to the Dominican Republic on like a vacation sex tour? You know, them vacations that they take to the D to the DR. <laughs> Giving that D in the DR. <laughs> getting, getting that D in the DR. Exactly. We all, man, I'm, I have a story about that. But anyway, what I wanted to tell was, did I tell you about the double date that I had with Armorosa? This was back in the day when, you know, I was around a certain, certain individuals in and around the DC area. Did I tell you that? Uh-uh. No. All right. So let me let me just break it down real quick. So this was, you know, and I wasn't uh, a watcher of, whatever show that she was on the the apprentice yeah so but i'm thinking it was kind of like around that time because people knew her so anyway um she was dating a friend of mine who was he was like i guess running for some kind of office so you know kind of needed her to you know the whole thing so we went out in dc we went to this club i think it was republic garden so She was just so, remember Republic Gardens? She was, no, no, not Republic Gardens. It was, oh, the one, the park, the park. So she was just very extra. So I was with, you know, homeboy, my homeboy. And, (laughs) you know, we we laughed at her the whole night because she was so extra. So Mm -hmm. the friend of ours that she was there with, he, I guess he had enough and he left her. So we're in the club, kind of like babysitting her. 
And um, so she comes back because she's looking for, you know, her her date. And he already told us he's leaving. He's out. Had enough. He had to do whatever he had to do. So she comes back. And I remember she had on a like a leopard dress. And she was like very oiled up, very um, Vaselined up around her chest area. And she had on a on a mink coat. So when she's like asked, she comes back and she's asking us, like, you know, where does so and so go? And we're like, you know, he left. And she goes, in the middle of the dance floor for everybody to see. She's like, I don't understand why he left all this. And she dropped her mink coat <laughs> on the floor in the middle of the dance floor. When I tell you, I like to die. I like to die. I laughed so hard because it was so it was like it was so dramatic. So that was my story on on uh, Amarosa. So how was it a blind date for her? No, she she was dating. You you I think you know who I'm talking about. She was dating him for a, a quick minute. So we had kind of all you know went out to D.C. You know, and I think it was probably during the Black Caucus. So you know how that is. Okay. Um, a lot of bougie, lot of bougie black people coming uh-huh. together. So you know, she made an entrance. She was there and. She was very dramatic. I just remember that. She dropped that coat to the floor, was like, and he left all of this. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. Um, Moving on. Are we moving on? Yeah, we're moving on. All right. So um, I wanted to talk about your girl, man, Miss Lauren Hill. (laughs) Again, again with the shits. I'm so sick of this. So. Um, according to say, so I've been, I'm a follower of Santi Gold. I don't know if you like, do you like Santi Gold? I love her music. Yeah. Love her music. So I, she's one artist that I need to see live. I've actually never seen one of her shows and I'm, you know, I follow and I look and I can never find out where she is or I'm, I'm always missing the show, but that's something I want to do. That's, that's on my bucket list. But anyway, so several artists, including Santa Go, Nas and SZA and Dave Chappelle, they were all slated to perform for Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill, the 20th anniversary tour. But it looks like that won't be happening as most of these performers that I just named were cut from the final roster. So um, the cancellation came as a surprise to friends. It was supposed to be as, as a surprise to fans um, who were told that there were production issues. So um, I was reading Santa Gold's Instagram page. So she responded, you know, to people who were asking, like, hey, what the deal? What's, you know, they spent money. She says, quote, nope, not sick. So sorry. I wasn't able to perform for you all. Note, I saw from Miss Lauren Hill's management team, which read, due to production issues, the Miseducation 20th anniversary tour is unable to accommodate Santa Gold's performance this evening. Um, and so Santa Gold sent out the uh, reply to Nas. She said, I'm so sorry you all paid to see us and we're not there. That really bumps me out. I'm also bummed that Miss Lawrence Hill's crew didn't tell people why we're not there. Um, she just took them off the bill. So what do you think about that? Girl, I am so over uh, Miss Lauren Hill. <laughs> I am completely over her. I just, I'm so disgusted and I'm just so... Um, she just to me i just feel like she could have she could have just had a super super long career based off mm-hmm. of one album it was a classic album and she's just tarnishing her her legacy right now she's screwing up her own legacy and i i just mm-hmm. don't understand i don't understand she needs she needs to get whatever she got going on together because um she's alienating herself from all of her friends all of her fans all of her industry friends 
I don't know who she, who she's gonna have left. Yeah, I don't know. When I heard she, it sounded like she fired Nas or he's off the tour. Like, girl, what you what's what's going on? I don't I don't I don't know how she did that to my. Well, I I need to I need to say full side note. Me and Nas are back together. I know you don't, oh. do, but okay. we're working this out. We're working it out. So I don't know why she did that. One day at a time. One day at a time. She's in therapy. We good now. Oh Lord, <laughs> that's that seven page rant on Instagram did it for you, huh? We just celebrated his forty fifth birthday. He looks so fine. Okay, goodbye, girl. <laughs> <laughs> he so delightful. I just, you know, anyway. I can't. I can't. Okay. Um. Yeah, but your girl Lauren, I'm bringing it back. Bring back to Lauren. I'm, I'm no. off her. You so. off her? Okay, I'm off that. All right, I'm off that too. What What are we on then? I don't know. What are we on? Anyway. Uh, all says baby baby mama. Oh, yeah. So this, man, I know everyone's been talking about this. This Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fight. Lord of mercy. What happened in the Met Gala? <laughs> Lord Jesus. I don't think they were at the Met Gala, but whatever it was. It was something I, like that. It was something during Fashion Week. I don't know. It was during Fashion Week. Did you see the picture of Cardi? Because they, they showed it where it was her, her dress was ripped from the waist down. Yeah, she had on her her white panties, her white panties. Yeah, mm. so apparently there there has been a long feud going on between them. They've been doing little sub disses on each other on their records, and every time you know you know you ask Cardi about it, she's real hush about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just here to do my music, so she never really acknowledged it. But this fight said she don't fuck with that bitch. Who don't fuck with who, bitch? They don't fuck with each other. They don't fuck with each other. You know, I just I felt like that was a that was a a backward step for black women. Just a just a little. Did you not? I just felt like man, that two step took a step back when they did that. I kind of I I I honestly don't condone violence. I I don't. I'm not a fighter. Um. I don't hit it with a left, hit it with a right. I, I don't, I, I don't condone, I, I don't condone violence, especially from from grown women, you know. So, but on one hand, it's really, it's really interesting how this whole thing played out in the media, and um, so this happened at the same time that Serena had her, um, yeah, her, her back and forth with the the umpire, and these are two black women who are who are in sticky situations who reacted very differently, but but still got the same reaction in the media. So Cardi, so Cardi, you know, went out and, and, um, and attack, suppose, you know, attack Nicki Minaj and people are saying she's tarnishing her image. She shouldn't be fighting. It's not how women should act. Um, Serena used her words, very elegant words to this man and told her how she felt and demanded an apology. And she's also characterized as an angry black woman. So it's like, how do you win? Do you fight or do you talk mm-hmm. about you know how you win this? How you win this in life being a black woman? Very interesting. I didn't. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I just. I, I still. I'm. I'm not. I don't condone. Let me stop. Sometimes I condone violence, but no. <laughs> sometimes you just you. You want to. You really just want to knock a bitch out. And sometimes talking doesn't work. Sometimes your words don't work. And sometimes the bitch got to get knocked out. But I think that should be like your very very last. You know, resort. Yeah, I, and I and I do believe there's a time and a place for everything, and you know, 
these women make money off of their words. Mm-hmm. There was, there would, there should have been something, you know, you put pen to paper, do something, you know, freestyle that shit on the radio, but getting in those types of atmospheres and, you know, you, you just became a mother Cardi. Ah, I just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm all about black love and I'm about, you know, women first, like we got to support each other. But I, you know, I, I understand like the frustration Cardi probably feels. Because Nikki is the kind of person, she's very passive aggressive. She's not going to say anything to your face. And she's the kind of person that will throw stones at you. And then when you look up, she hiding her hands like she ain't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, mm-hmm. Nikki probably deserves to get her ass beat. Should she get? Should she have done it at that particular moment? No. But uh, Nikki probably deserves a good ass whipping. You think so? I don't. We, um... we just talked about all the shit she keeps doing to Lil' Kim. How she... Like she biting a style. That's to me. That's a little different. But no, I don't know. no. But this this is why she's doing it. So I don't know if you know the history of Nicki Minaj and Lil Kim. But they were kind of friends in the beginning. But they years ago, Lil Kim was supposed to get signed to um to Cash Money. Mm-hmm. They chose Nicki instead. Oh, so there's a lot going on with this with this Lil Kim and this this um. Nicki Minaj beef. And then I also hear, I don't know all the details of this, but it also has to do with a man, some guy that Kim was dating that, that Nicki kind of started getting with. So Nicki is real co- conniving. So mm. to me, that's why when I did the Instagram post, I'm like, is, is this flattery or being spiteful? Because she knows little Kim does not fuck with her. And little Kim is vocal. If you listen to these interviews, little Kim has, sometimes she won't even address it, but sometimes mm. she goes in like, I don't fuck with her. So if you have somebody that you're like, I don't fuck with her at all. But then bitch is like copying every single thing you do. You're going to get annoyed. That's Mm -hmm. annoying. You know what I mean? So, and the the thing that I don't understand about Nikki is that, I mean, I'm not a super Nikki fan. I do like some of her songs, but she's talented. She can fucking Mm -hmm. rap her ass off. You know what I mean? She got the talent. Absolutely. She says she writes her own rhymes and (laughs) writes her own rhymes. So, I mean, she's hella talented and I just don't, but with that talent, she's so freaking insecure, you know. Yeah. So she's, she's she's also sabotaging her, you know, her legacy. Because I think she can have a long, even outside of this whole hip hop, you know, career. She can she has built such a platform and such a um a big following. She can do so much other stuff that's outside of hip hop. But right. I, like her insecurities and you know, I I think it's just taking over. And it could dance. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we, we gonna see. <laughs> In the words of the great Drake, we gonna see. <laughs> but you know, at the same, at, there was another story that came out during uh Fashion Week. Uh, and I I can't find any photos. I can't find any real like meat to the story to the story. But I hear that Mary J and Faith Evans got into it too. Got into a little rumble at a party that Puffy had in the Hamptons. I heard about that. That was back in the day, right? No, I heard it happen. No, I heard this happen like over Fashion Week. This, uh, you know, what last week, two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> so two old school bitches fighting. Two you, two new school bitches fighting. All the bitches is fighting. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Girl, can you can you imagine being at an event? And it's two fucking fifty year old bitches and they're fighting. <laughs> Throwing down. Girl, I don't know. I got my money on Mary J. 
Girl, this is some old brown looking and cigarettes fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All day. Babe, you don't want no parts of Mary J. I think Mary will tear you up. That's what I said. I got my money is on Mary J. Yeah. All day. Mm-hmm. We don't come well, up. She, got, she had that cut under her eye that to this day, nobody know how that shit happened. You <laughs> might slice her. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, you know how it happened. But, you know, like we said before, we don't condone violence, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to laugh mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, I'm going to pull up a seat right in front, too. <laughs> it's like, is the coast clear? No, all right now. <laughs> Y'all keep that over there, but I'm watching. Like, don't hit me. <laughs> Please don't hit me. I bruise very easily. Don't <laughs> oh, God. Oh, all right. All right. What else we got? Oh, let's bring this down. You're being stupid. <laughs> Bitches is running up and getting done up. <laughs> Punks jump up to get beat down. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a beat down. Girl, this is this is hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> oh, all right. Are we are we in the woke minute? Yeah. So, uh, okay. I'm so <laughs> not ready to be woke. <laughs> but it must it must come to this. All right. <clears throat> um, I I wanted to talk about Botham John. He's a 26 year old who was shot inside his own apartment. Um, a couple weeks ago by off-duty police officer Amber Geiger. I actually knew an Amber Geiger growing up, so it's weird to see this name again. So, um, you know, this has been one politically and racially charged last two weeks. You know, there's just been so many different events. But this one, of course, um, I don't, uh, there's not a person that we know that hasn't heard about this. So Geiger has been charged with manslaughter. Um, but the great thing is that her case is now headed to a grand jury. So they could actually, if they do the right thing, will bump up the charges to murder, which is where she needs to be. So according to the arrest warrant, Geiger told investigators that she went to what she thought was her third floor apartment. Instead, she went to John's fourth floor apartment, which was directly above hers. She says that the door was ajar and she saw, quote unquote, a large silhouette inside. So after giving what she says were verbal commandments that were ignored, she fired her handgun twice, striking John once in the torso. Um, It wasn't until she turned, supposedly she turned on the lights and called 911 that she realized she was at the wrong apartment. So that's the BS they've been pushing this whole story. Sounds like she was a maybe a Texas Ranger because it looks like they're doing their own investigation and they haven't um, said what they what they find or what they are um, where it's going with this. Um, I've seen pictures on the internet of this woman um, and her family, and supposedly they're holding up white supremacist signs. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Like the which is the it's like the upside down okay, which supposedly yeah. is this white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Um, indicator. So I've seen picture and you know, I don't know if they were doctored or not, but it looks like she had relatives that were holding up these signs, you know. I- I'm telling you like these people and I I've, I had a conversation on Twitter a couple of days ago, you know, where it it was a similar situation, you know, and these these people are this racist the the racist uh racism in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. it's so blatant now. Like it's so out 
and out, you know? So just watching this case to find out, you know, how far it's going to go. I mean, charging her with manslaughter is, is nothing, you know, she'll, she'll, she'll be out and done with. Meanwhile, this man, um, I think they buried him last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but when will this end? You know, I just, oh. we, you know, to hear the facts of this case, it's like, it, it, it's, it, I don't even, I don't even get it. Like now you, you're not even safe in your own home. You know, so the story of her getting off on the wrong floor, you know, so I, I live in an apartment building and sometimes I'm not paying attention and I will get off on the wrong floor. But the minute I get off on the floor, I'm like, this is not my floor. Like, it just doesn't feel right. You right. know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I don't buy that. Um, and I, I don't buy that his door was open. And um, they all, I, I did read that some neighbors heard her pounding on his door. Yeah. And that they heard him say, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. So I, I heard that too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm so fucking tired of these damn stories. I'm so sick of these stories. The the police department. I know we we talked about like the history of the you know police and how they came about, but you know we're we're hundreds and hundreds of years um, away from that. Um, the 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 pr- the process of um of 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 selecting police officers needs to be changed. Like that exactly the foundation of uh, the police force just needs to be, you know, cleansed and reformatted because right now I think it's just, it's so corrupt. It's full of races. It's full of, you know, these cops who are, you know, not to, not to change the subject, but you know, these cops yeah. in New York were just, um, they were just, they just found they, they were running a prostitution and gambling ring. I saw that. Mm-hmm. These are people that are supposed to protect you protect and serve. I told you that I firmly believe that a part of the process um, in becoming a police officer, I believe that they encourage sociopaths to become police officers. I, I, you know, fight me on it. Y'all can at me on it, all kind of stuff. But I think that is, it's like an unspoken, they look for that because you need someone to act, you know, sometimes irrationally at a moment's notice. You need them to act. Mm-hmm. And who is that going to be other than someone who's so calculated that their real personality, you can't even, you don't even know who they really are because they're careful in covering it up. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of people that, that usually the police force they choose. So now, you know, you, but you deal with the, the effects like this woman, you know, you, so you mean to tell me, I mean, it's, I mean, they, they haven't said they never searched her apartment. They haven't said, you know, whether there were drugs and alcohol involved, because I'm still trying to understand how you get off on the whole wrong floor and go to the door and then with your with guns drawn. Yeah, really. And they, they're in the process process now of, of making him into a criminal, saying they found weed in his apartment. The sickness, the, I'm sick, like, the sickening I'm sickness of it all. I'm like, if, if something happened to me and you searched my apartment, you would think. Girl, there's like some questionable shit on my search engine on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that have to do with me getting shot and killed That's in my own apartment by the police? You can take pieces pieces of people's lives and distort it to whatever you think. So you can look on my computer right. and see what I've been searching. Like, geez, this girl's crazy. She's weird. She's into you know whatever. Or you can find I got a whole stash of liquor in my you know my kitchen. She's an alcoholic. Right. Like you can you can skew the story any way you want to just by picking out. Come in here and find my weed tea. What does that say? You know what I'm saying? 
I, I just that that to me is like the sickening sick part of this all like I don't fucking care what this man had in his cupboard you know what I'm saying like under the bed wherever does it matter he's dead you he's make, gone. You make this victim into a criminal you know I, it's it's uh, that is the sickening the sickest sickening part of this whole thing Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm 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 telling you, there's a war going on. Not coming. There is a war going on. Yeah. And you know, and I and I was I was saying this on social media. You know, because people are like, well, you know, what what war? Like who? I'm telling you, there are there are people. There's a there's a segment of white society who believe that you know they've been disempowered. Um, you know, financially they've they've um, you know they've gone down, and they point all of their woes to the other, whoever the other is, is blacks, minorities, anybody other than them. And you know, so, the, 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 the ironic part of that is the reason why these white people are suppressed is because elite white people are suppressing you. Thank you. And if you stupid, <laughs> you can't figure that out and you don't understand that because even they distance themselves from y'all, but you got, you know, but, but they need you they need y'all to vote. That's why, you know, that whole MAGA make America great again. And all this, like all that rhetoric is directed at y'all, but really you've already been disenfranchised from your own people, yeah. your own white people. So, you know, white supremacists, it's like a joke because usually those are the ones who are, like I said, the most disenfranchised from their own, from their own people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they figure that the way to regain that power and make themselves the hero again in their own twisted, you know, stupid ass narrative is to pick up a gun, and and just go for what you know. Mm-hmm. That and that that's what's going on. I'm telling you, like this, that's it's a war. And you know, how do you fight a war of ideology, like a war against ideology? It's that's it's it's damn near impossible because you're talking about changing the way that people think so that that affects change mm-hmm. which is is very hard to do i don't i don't see it happening you know as someone said i had this conversation before and they were like you know you basically just have to wait for those people to die and start all over you know and hopefully start over with the next generation mm-hmm. um, and teach the you know teach the truth to the to the youth mm-hmm. <laughs> Te- teach them so that this doesn't this doesn't repeat you know, it's like you got to throw them all away. Unfortunately, this is almost the sentiment of the whole Trump administration, the whole thing, which is kind of like throw everything away and, you know, and make a disaster out of everything and just start over again. Mm-hmm. So it's there's danger in that that way of thinking, too. But, I, you know, I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you do this. I'm just like I'm watching this whole thing. Rest in peace, Botham John. Um you know, this is a tragedy. It should have never happened to you. I'm I'm looking at this to to find out how, you know, how are we going to deal with this? How how is this going to move forward with this woman? You know, who yeah. um, you know, basically came in and, and murdered this young man. Mhm. And his while he was in his home. If you're Oof. not safe in your own home, then where can you be safe? That's the scary, you know. I mean, it it just <sighs> I don't like that. I don't like it. So, all right. All right. Um, moving on. We have something. I, I, I was going to talk about Tamar Braxton and her um, admission on Wendy Williams that she was sexually abused multiple times by multiple family members. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all honesty, I don't, I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. 
we can move on. I definitely don't want to talk about it. Okay. We can move on. So on a lighter note. Um, okay. What you got? A little bit for a minute. Um, so John Legend, who is not really my favorite singer, I actually kind of borderline hate him. However, Man, I'm, che- I'm checking out. I'm just joking. <laughs> however, I do, I do want to recognize him because he just re- received the EGOT status. And not too many people have, have achieved this. Um, only 16 people um, in, in, I guess, in the U.S. or the world has achieved this. And he's the second black person. Whoopi is the, the first black person. So to wow. get status, win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing. I think it's, it's really, really amazing. So I kind of wanted to give him a shout out. Um, even, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of his, you know, he's, he, he, He's a great singer if you like that kind of singing. Man, I never trust a man with hips, okay? With big hips. Not only does he have hips, he has a booty, like a round, like, like, a shelf or, or shelf booty. Mm-mm. Round with a shelf booty and big hips. Yeah. But, you know, congrats to him. So, yay. Yay, John. Yeah. You go. All right, yay. Mm, he makes me go to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even want to be, I don't want to listen to John Legend and drive a car because I feel like I will fall asleep. I saw him in concert years ago. Wow. Um, well, I, it just wasn't him. It was a Sade concert, and he was opening. Oh, wow. And it was okay. just the weirdest thing because, you know, you know, he's very sleepy. His songs are very sleepy and very drowsy. Mm-hmm. But he had, like, like hype backup dancers. I'm like, <laughs> who, who put this together? Because <laughs> this is weird. Someone who, someone who heard, heard us talking about it, like, Lord, he will put you to sleep. Girl, he is playing the piano. He got fucking hip hop dancers on stage. <laughs> so like, what is going on here? This is weird. This is weird. <sighs> the moment. This is kind of when he first came out, and I wasn't too sure if I liked him, but that just made me know that I didn't like him. <laughs> I I call him hippie because he got hips. Girl, that was a, a meme that went around. It, he was <laughs> at the beach with his wife. Uh, I forget her name, and um. <laughs> And they said, John is so sweet. He's carrying his wife's booty for him, for her. <laughs> I saw that. She has no booty. She's like flat as a pancake. And his booty all is the booty. so round. So oh, my goodness. This was supposed to be woke. What happened? And they said, there's a man. I don't know if this message is true. But they said men with big booties have small penises. So. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, girl, I was gonna say I took a, a Motrin PM and I feel so elevated right now. Really? Okay, well we gotta hurt come on. We gotta get you gotta get through this because you about you about to drop knowledge. I'm so ready for this. Are you ready? All right. So okay, so shout out to John Legend. Congrats. All right, congrats. All right. So um this article, there's a there's an article that I read on um Facebook a, a few weeks ago, and the title of it was Iceland Cures Down Syndrome. And that piqued my my attention because I have a, uh, my cousin has a son with Down Syndrome. So I'm like, there's a cure for this. So I'm, I'm reading this article. So the article reads, during the summer and fall of 2017, we learned that countries were curing Down Syndrome. And I'm reading this article and that's not really the case. What they're doing is using prenatal screening and genetic counseling to find out if your baby 
is I think they have a missing chromosome. Um, yeah. And if you find that, you know, your baby has this missing chromosome, they are um, advising you to terminate the pregnancy. So really, oh. they're not curing anything. It's really like a purging um, more than a cure, which is interesting because this method of purging or eradicating um, has been used throughout history. Um, it actually happened in, in Germany before the Holocaust. What they would do is they would find these babies and these kids or people who had like cognitive impairment and other disabilities, and they would, they would put them all together and they would kill them. Mm. Um, they were called useless eaters and they were killed by the Nazis. Um, and not only has Germany used this, the U.S. has done this as well throughout history. And it's been noted. I don't know if you know the history of Planned Parenthood, Sean. Have you read up on this? Um, well, you're going to tell me. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. So um, Margaret Sanger, who's the founder of Planned Parenthood, she was really like the, the initial um, reason behind Planned, Planned Parenthood was to eliminate African-Americans. So she set up clinics in black neighborhoods all over, um, like down south, and she aligned herself with people like uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and set up these clinics. And all these clinics were staffed with like black doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. And really, what she wanted to do was to promote abortion to kill these black kids, you know, black babies before they were even born. And during um, a couple years ago, during that whole um, Ben Carson was running for president, and it's interesting because. Ben, Car ben Carson kind of goes back and forth on, on like, are you for black people or you're not for black people? Mm. But um, during this run, he actually quoted saying that, you know, she believed that she people like him would be eliminated. Um, so what? I've been, yeah, I was reading. He said that? Yeah, he said that. Wow. And also Herman Cain, who's also a black politician um, from down south, who is a part of the Tea Party, Interesting, uh, interestingly enough. Um, he was also a candidate during the 2012 um, um, campaign run for president. He also said that, you know, her original goal was to kill black babies before they came into the world. And yeah, yeah. So there was a letter that she wrote back in 1939, which outlined her plan to reach out to these black leaders, specifically to ministers. I just want to say that specifically to ministers mm. to help dispel community suspicions about family planning clinics that she was opening down south. So this has been, this eugenic has been going on for a long time. And a few years ago, I heard a little bit about um, a eugenics program that was happening in North Carolina. And so I did a little bit of research. So uh, back in 1902, the Winston-Salem Journal published a five-part series on uh, North Carolina's eugenics program called State of Eugenics. And what they were doing, they were telling women who were on public assistance, if they get, if they didn't get sterilized, their their um, their assistance will be taken away from them. And between the years of 1933 and 1974, about 70, uh, 7,600 uh, women were, well, North Carolinians, Carolinians were um, were sterilized, and 77 percent were women. And get this, 2,000 of them were 18 years and younger. They oh were goodness. sterilizing kids. Young girls. Young girls, kids. And actually before the 1960s, uh, poor rural white girls were the primary target. And, you know, segregation did a lot for us. 
And with this particular thing, segregated, segregation inadvertently protected black women because they didn't have access to white healthcare institutions. So when integration came and black women um, were gaining access to these white healthcare um, systems, then they became the significant percentage of these eugenics programs. Wow. And this was done not only in North Carolina, this was done in like 30 states, including California, which California is like, you know, progressive state, but they enacted similar programs. And all of these programs were federally funded by the government. And it was aimed at population control and championed as a way to uh, help, to help quote unquote, marginalized people. They targeted poor, poor people, people with disabilities and immigrants. So a lot of like the immigrants that came from South America were also um, part of this whole eugenics movement. Um, back in 1970, one of the uh, victims of this, Niall Cox Ramirez, she filed a lawsuit and successfully shut down a program in North Carolina. And she was represented by the famous Gloria Steinman, who champions a lot of women's issues and a lot of women's rights. And um, there was compensation that was, wow. that was given to the victims. I don't know exactly how much. And that happened like years later after the um, the whole trial. So, you know, the eugenics and, and um, eradicating people, different segments of the population is not is nothing new. It's been going on for for a very, very long time. And you know, honestly, I know this is like very controversial, but this is a, it's a part of the reason why I don't take like flu shots and all that kind yeah. of you just don't know what the fuck that's in there. Cause I know you heard of like this um the Tuskegee experiment. Of course. Yeah. And Henrietta Lacks and Yeah. You know. They're injecting these men um with syphilis. You know, and these men are going blind and these men are dying and, and transmitting this over to their wives mm -hmm. and stuff. You just, this the whole medical thing. And that, yeah, I don't know. And this is why a lot of older black people and young black people, or black people in general, they just have a, a huge mistrust yeah. of the medical industry. Yeah. You know, the, I don't know, just kind of off topic, but kind of on. I remember um, when I was having my son. And, you know, th the whole thing with stem cell research is really big now, you know, but a lot of the the, the genetic material that they need, mm -hmm. it's in the, um, it comes from the, oh God, what is that? The, the placenta? From the placenta, right. So, you know, and that, it, it's very rich in that, but then, you know, that's also very rich in DNA too. So when I, I just remember, that was a big thing. It was what are what are you gonna do with your placenta once you carry once you have this child? And girl, I had to sign papers. It was it was a it was a big thing to um you know because they wanted it they wanted it for research. So I, you know I, my choice was to do away with it, not to have it available for you know oh and they taught it the whole you know you you can you donating it to science you can do all this but i'm like no y'all be over here uh, creating a whole nother child of mine i just you know but i i'm i'm it's causing me to think about that like i was very you know leery of the whole thing you know just even going in and having a ch you know having the child because they want all of that you know they want they want all all of that um another thing is the genetic testing that it does happen you know they give you an opportunity um to test you know you're testing for chromosomes you're testing for genetic diseases and then you know the choice becomes well you know if there is something that they find do you want to carry that child a full term mm -hmm. um and i don't know how i necessarily feel about that you know just 
um, giving that choice. I know in Iceland, you know, what they're saying is they're giving these women a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're given the information based on the information that that woman is armed with once she knows, you know, that that child has some sort of um, genetic, you know, mutation or something. Then they're saying that the numbers are so high that these women are aborting those those babies. But I don't know how I feel about just being given that choice. For for a couple different reasons. But but how do you even know that the results of the test are accurate? Exactly. You know, you know? Um, and it's the same thing I, that I say about DNA tests, you mm-hmm. know, just, just because the lab said that this 99.99%, how do you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to change an A to a B on a builder, on a, on a test. Uh-huh. It's not and that know, difficult. A lot of people are running to get their DNA test to see where they're, where they're from in Africa or wherever, the, you know, see what their DNA makes. Mm-hmm. I actually did it myself. And then. After I did, I thought about it. Thought about it, right? Same, same here. I thought about it, like that. You have, you have a a a large portion of um, a population, a disenfranchised population, is volunteering their DNA to get tested. You know what can be done with this DNA? I told you, but make a whole nother person go out here and work in the field. Make a whole Uh -uh. person, or get rid of a whole race of people. Yep. Through Mm -hmm. this. I mean, you th- and you think about, you know, the whole proliferation of AIDS and how that came about. You can't tell, you know, they try, oh, it came from monkeys. Like, no, that came from a lab. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother, co- that's a whole nother podcast. We get into that. But um, yeah, this is just this. I mean, this, uh, we, you got to stay woke. You got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know half of this. You know, when you were talking about Niall Cox Ramirez, um, I didn't even know that that was an actual ta- a case that she won. Yeah, when going I, against Planned Parenthood. Who did she? Well, no, 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 it wasn't Planned Parenthood. She went up. She went against North Carolina. Planned Parenthood happened, you know, a few years before, but this was something different. Where there were there were federally funded programs that were sterilizing these women. Oh uh, my goodness! Assistance, you know, they they threatened to take that away. Mm-hmm. You know, when I initially read this article, because um, I read this article weeks ago and I was going to, re- you know, I was going to talk about it. But I was like, I have to do some more research because I know there's other, you know, um, cases of eugenics happening in the United States. And I wanted to talk about it. But this is this is um, it's been going on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I would like to actually revisit this again. I think we um, can spend some more time doing another podcast and spend some time on this because this is this is definitely a woke topic and we need to understand the history of it and what's going on today. So I definitely want to revisit this. You definitely can do that. Cool. Um, but for now, I'm 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 off for some weekend D. All right, we can do it. Let's do it. Weekend D. <laughs> All right. So this week is my weekend D report. It's a little bit different. Um, so I read a headline. A former Pistons player goes on TV to tell his wife he has slept with 341 women. So um, Detroit Pistons center, Jason Maxiel, he actually played for the Pistons for a while. And I know he went overseas and, you know, came back and whatever. So he and his wife, Brandy, went on Iyanla, a.k.a. Rhonda's show, um, (laughs) and said that in addition to his sound like he has a drinking problem, that um, he just kind of blurted out that he has slept with 341 women. So 
I saw the interview, the piece of the interview. So his wife, she actually thought that it was eight women that he slept with during the marriage. She had no, you know, it went up to 50. She had no idea it was in the hundreds. So um, I have a quote from her. She said, after this all came out, because it looks like they taped the show a year ago and it just, you know, just um, uh, came out on own. She said, I would like to say I'm more frustrated with him blurting out a number to the world without no regard for my feelings. You know, she from the hood. Eight put a damper on our relationship and I was willing to work on it. Over 50 tore it down. So he then did multiples of 50. So my question for you all and for you, Nye, is do you want to know your significant other's body count? Do you want to know that information? Um, No, I don't want to know. However, I do want to know if we are in a, if we are in like, if we're somewhere where, where there are women that you have been with, I do want to know that who these women are. <laughs> I don't, I just, I, I, but I don't. I don't need to know how many women you've been with. I think we've kind of. We all realize we we have a past. You know, we all been with other people. So you're not my first. I'm not a virgin. And I know he's not a virgin. So I don't need to know all the gory details and who you slept with. But um, you can keep that to yourself. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I think um, just in watching that interview with Maxiel's wife Brandy, she wanted to know the number. She's you know she wanted to know. Um, kind of sounds like they, you know, there was some, obviously there was some cheating going on during the marriage, but she, you know, was a question. She probably asked him like, well, how many is it? And he gave her a number eight. So to go from eight to 341. Um, <laughs> now, now, like I said before, I don't promote violence, but I do believe sometimes I knock a bitch out and this bitch need to be knocked the fuck out. And there's a whole black market for guns. I'm just saying, you know, Good Lord. You, know you know, I'm already like leery of people already and of men and, 341 you know how many how much bodily fluid that is you didn't brought disgusted and because you know, if you can keep track of if you just you know real talk like you can if you slip up and there's no condom you can keep track right you kind of are you know like you know that time mm-hmm. but how you gonna keep track with 341 yeah it is it is impossible to keep track of that and and he was what like a, you say he was a football player no, girl. He played for the Detroit Pistons. He's an NBA basketball player. He's famous. He plays sports. So 341 women, I think I think it's probably more than that because that's low for someone who is like, you know, who played for a national team like that. But during his marriage, we only talking about a period. I think they've been married. She was his high school sweetheart. It looks like they've been married for, what, 20, I don't know, less than 20 years. So I'm I mean, talking about a married man. He's just talking about his married married man body count, 341. I still think it's more than that. But whether it's one or 341, that it is it's too much. It's way too much. And Ooh, I just I, you know, I that was that's something I don't ever want to know. I like I agree with you. Like we all have a past. Mm-hmm. Don't I you know, there used to be a time back in the day I have a little journal and I would keep my little body count on the back page <laughs> and write write every write the names in script that, that only I could read. <laughs> right. Um but as you get older, you know, I, you st- I mean you stop you stop counting. I I know I do. For what? So right. don't ask me because mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you and I'm not going to ask you unless, as you said, 
if I do feel like, you know, if we are, you know, intimate at this particular time, I kind of want to know, okay, are you dealing with somebody else? Like it's right now, right now. But I don't want to know the whole history. You know, I don't want to know, you know, BC back back in those times. Yeah what you've been dicking down it's 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 really none of my business if you you know get tested and and you're good i don't i don't want to know because we all got bones we all got bones and you know i'm always always joke about um being in love with nas but you know and all honestly i could never be with a nas i could never be with anyone famous because of all the women that 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 throw themselves at them. I, I just think it's hard for a man who has that kind of stature to be. Yeah, he said he loved pussy. And I believe him. I ain't built for that. I'm not built for. I'm yeah, not, I don't think it's your feelings be in their feelings. I'm, I don't, I don't be in their feelings. I will fucking kill somebody. I, I probably would end up in jail because I would not be able to control my feelings. I know it. I could. So one one person, you, one person you cheat with, oh, nigga, you getting cut. Hey. <laughs> You get cut again. Three hundred forty-one. You must die, because when I when I see three hundred forty-one women, I say I see you don't fucking care about my health. These women could have any All yours. diseases. You don't care about my health. If we have kids, you don't care about your kids' health. You have no regard for us. This is mm-hmm. very selfish. Yeah, that's what you know. Good old Rhonda, aka Yana, she said, you know, every time you have sex with these women, you abandon you. I was like, oh, that that's that's true. You abandon your family. You abandon your every yourself. You are you just you do. You look, and I've I've been on the other end of that. Like, dude, you just over here just giving out dick for free. Mm-hmm. Just you know, you it's it's like a lost and found sign on the on the corner, and everybody coming like it's like community penis. You just giving your penis out to the community. Uh. Uh-uh. You know, community service. Yep, just just dicking down. Mm-hmm. Dicking down for a dollar or less. That that were married and their their spouses, their husbands, you know, cheated and not only cheated but got the other woman pregnant. Man, mm-hmm. That's- mm. that means like, look, don't eat some motherfucking sud. Did you? Which reminds me of the episode. Did you see um, Insecure? Where today? No, the the last one with the with the carousel. On the car- on the on the car- on the Ferris wheel, I mean. So I had a I had a conversation about this too about um, where is y'all's condoms at? That's <laughs> hey, that's what I said. I want to know. Eat eat some motherfucking sir. Where is that damn condom? I didn't see it being pulled out. Ain't nothing sexy about it. I'm sorry. Okay, moving it's on. Not, I don't wanna... And I, and I, you know, oh. I, I don't. I ain't a I ain't a huge fan of condoms, but I'm uh, definitely not a huge fan of uh, STD. So mm-hmm. you, must, you must pull it out. I'm good. I that that just that scares me so much. Mm-hmm. I just oh no. Yeah. As as good as it can be, as great as that feeling, you know, I believe you know, some I believe it because that feeling is is different. It is, you it know. is different. And you know, um condoms, um, they have a smell that I, I cannot fucking stand. Some condoms it's have like, like a plastic, it's like a plasticky rubber smell. Gross. I can't stand that smell. Oh, I can't. And sometimes condoms they 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 can irritate you. So yeah, I, I get. I don't really like using condoms, but it's a must. You got to. Mm-hmm. Unless no, let me stop. 
And I was gonna say unless you marry, but look, this bitch. No, nah, that shit don't look. I'm here to tell you, I'm living proof. Right. That shit don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what married? <laughs> <laughs> throw that shit out the window. <laughs> what? A nigga will throw his whole life out the window for some for some ass. Girl, married or not. Okay. Married or not. Okay. All right. We gotta move on. But that was that was a good one. So yeah, the moral of the story is don't ask, don't tell. Exactly. Don't don't ask, don't tell. You should, not, actually, you should not have never. You know, I was actually really funny. I was actually tempted to ask a guy before because I was really curious because of of the not I sound like he's what I'm about to say makes it sound like he's a sex worker, but he's not. But the industry that he was in, he was like uh like a party promoter. Or whatever, like back yeah. then. So I'm like, I know bitches be throwing it at part. I know they be fucking everybody. So I was just curious to know how many women he been he's been with, but I didn't mm-hmm. know. Didn't I, ask him. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah, I, I don't think I've ever. Asked, I've never asked. I've wanted to ask one particular person, mm-hmm. but I I never. I didn't. I didn't want because I didn't really want to know. That's why I didn't ask. My don't. ex asked me um before. When we first started, yeah, don't you all look? And I mean, do you ever tell the truth? I did. My number is always three. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. I kind of go told away. I kind of told the truth, and he didn't like it though. <laughs> See, and that's why. Like, why? Why tell the truth? But that's like, by the way I'm gonna hurt your feelings. That's it. It's so young to ask that. Like, I feel like that's like something. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. When I was younger, I had my little pink diary with with Hello Kitty on it. And I would write it in the back. <laughs> and then oh, after a while. His names. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit happened in my 20s, y'all. Disclaimer. I was it happened in my 20s. I had uh, the time of my life. Time of my life. I, I lived it up. I was I lived it up in my 20s. <laughs> Ooh, boy, that's what I was like, man, you need I to, to tell about you can't, even keep, you can't even keep this list no more. <laughs> don't even make no sense. I don't even get depressed every time you look at it. <laughs> I don't even know what they look like. <laughs> I, I I was trying for a while, like I was trying to like remember everyone, but like after a while, like I don't even I don't even remember, dude. Right. Ain't nobody, you know. And then I used to highlight the ones that was like, man, this shit was memorable. <laughs> <laughs> then I started scoring them. Oh, shit. Oh, mess. I had a whole I had a whole like rate one to five. Oh. Look, but that's some shit. Yeah, I was like in my twenties. You know, you young, doing some shit yeah. like that. Now, like, man, I don't know. <laughs> we we, we no, we good. We grown. We grown up in here. We good. We good. We good. All right. Okay. We gotta right. move on. Moving on. So, where are we? We leaving that topic in the past, like we leave our whole past in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Ho is life. We form hoes. Y'all, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I'm listening. I'm like, I know who I am, so it's all good. Like, we all got a pass. It's, it's right. the shit when you run away from it. Like, no. Uh-huh. I used to be scared of the dick. Look, Lil' Kim, I still talk. I still worship Lil' Kim with that shit. I know exactly what you mean, bro. I was listening to Lil' Kim, and this, this takes me to my, my reminisce. I was listening to MC Light and Lil' Kim so hard this weekend. Oh my God, they were just on my soul all weekend. Yes, yes. So, this moves right into the um, I reminisce, I reminisce. So, this week's song I chose uh, "Light as a Rock" because this was the 30th anniversary of, of this album coming out, 
But MC Light, my two favorite uh, female MC is MC Light and Lil' Kim. I love yes. them all fucking day long. All day. All day. So I chose uh, 2% this off of uh, Light as a Rock because it is one line. Is it 10%? What? Yes, 10%. Girl, you messed me oh. up. 10% this. <laughs> I messed you up when you said it wrong. I said 10% this. I heard 2%. Like milk. <laughs> like, like low fat milk. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. Hot damn hole. Here we go again. Light as Light a rock. rock. Hot as a top, top, bitch. So, yes. Sample that for Quiet Storm. But originally it was on 10% this. And it was like, hot damn hole. Here we go again. Suck us to the beach when you know you can't win. You stole the beat and you're having fun. Now me and all's gonna have. Oh, I messed that up. <laughs> Now, I, mean, I was done. I want to be a rapper so bad, but I can't. I know you do. We, well, we got to really do our video. We're going to do a video. We're going to do like an old school mashup. But anyway. So, anyway, so this song, I chose this song too because uh, MC Light is like one of my favorite MCs. But also, she was on Power. Did you see the last episode of Power? I did. She was a little. Yep. So, I chose this song because I love MC Light. I chose it because um, Cardi B and this whole Nicki Minaj beef. I chose it because them old uh, brown looking cigarette bitches was fighting. So this song was aimed at. You want to answer that? So this was it had a little beef going on because MC Light said that Antoinette's first single, I Got an Attitude, Sounded too much like Top Billing by Audio 2, which were MC Light's brothers. So they had this little beef going on. So that's why I chose this song. And one of the. Don't stop, take a tell it to your face. You ain't nothing but a faker. That was my shit. That is my shit. So uh, that's why I chose this. Um, 10% this. Yeah. That was the shit. Beat fighter, don't stop, take her. Tell it to your face, you ain't nothing but a faker. I love MC Light. So she she was always, she still is like one of my favorite. I still listen to it. Um, I still listen to her. Yeah. I've never seen her in concert. I do. They had the Queens of Hip Hop tour that I really want to go to, but they, they had a couple of uh, tour stops. But I don't know if they have any more tour dates. But I want to see MC Light so bad. I've never seen her. She's another one i've actually never seen her in concert that's right never seen her that's right i got a lot of stuff my, a lot of stuff on my bucket list and that's one of them at least one you talking about this bucket list i think i'm gonna i'm gonna make one i'm gonna, I'm gonna write one up i keep adding shit i never even like this week i just asked i'm going to a, a boxing match i did yeah i just asked i'm for it even though i've, I've been to plenty and a Mayweather fight, but yeah, that's that's a that's an experience. Definitely put that on. All right, we got to look. We have now come to the support black businesses segment of the show, where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities, and we desire to build awareness of products and services that are sold for us by us. So this week, I am highlighting Freeman Capital. 
It actually provides online wealth management trading programs. Um, it's AI driven. So it's based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It was started by Calvin Williams, who's a former trader. Um, I've listened to plenty of interviews of his. I'm actually um, involved with Freeman Capital. But one of the things that he said is that um, he had started out, he had like a tech company and then he got bought out and he had some money that he wanted to invest. So he went to, of course, you know, probably the big three investors and they told him that he did not have enough money. He thought he did, uh, but evidently it wasn't enough. So um, based on that information, he started his own wealth management company. It's named after his grandparents. That's Evelyn and George Freeman. Um, one of the great things about the platform is that it teaches asset classes. Um, it's rolled out futures and it's uh, actually getting into stocks and bonds. I think one of the great things about it is that it has a Forex trading program. I don't know if you know anything about Forex. Um, but the good thing about, um, the program that they offer is that you can get in with as little as $500, which is like unheard of. So, um, Freeman Capital, it's freemancapital.co, C-O, that is the website. So yes, that is the support for the black business that we are doing. What you think? All right. I support it. I support it. Okay. All right. Well, we've come to the end. I want to know. I still got to watch the Bobby Brown movie. Oh, I watched it. I watched it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me to watch it. Okay. All right. But we've actually come to the end of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're an Apple podcast app, Google Play, Our Heart Radio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, CastPod, which is uber convenient. Also CastBox. We're somewhere else. I got to figure out where that is. I'm going to do it next time. Anyway, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit That's What I'm Saying, podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. And I, who are we shouting out? Always and forever, we are shouting out Vegas World Inc. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Twitter. Um, Vegas World Inc. He's our super duper producer, and he's gonna—he's my ghostwriter. He's gonna write my rhymes, and he's gonna teach me how to rap. I'm gonna write my rhymes. I write my rhymes. I write my own rhymes. I don't know. Vegas writes my my, anyway. All right, thank y'all for listening, subscribing, liking us on social media. Until next week, y'all. Peace. Take care.